we would just believe and if we would just speak words that line up with God's yeah. word, we would get results every time. We have to learn to do things God's way. Yeah. He says believe in your heart and it's not a believing problem. We have the faith, but we're just not letting our mouth line up with the word of God. We're not making our confessions. We're speaking doubt. So if we would just do this, we would get results every single time. So never talk failure or defeat. Never for one moment acknowledge that God's ability or power cannot give you victory. If you're talking defeat and failure with your lips, then you're acknowledging that God cannot and will not put you over. And that's a lie. It's not true. So instead of having a defeated mentality, become God-minded. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Start saying, I believe the greater one is inside of me. I believe that Romans 8 and 11, the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives inside of me and will quicken my mortal body. The power of the Holy Spirit lives inside of me. Start saying, I believe he's greater than the devil. Start saying, I believe that uh, he's greater than these tests and these trials that I face. Start saying, I believe he's greater than these circumstances that have me in bondage. Start saying, I believe he's greater than sickness and pain. I believe he's greater than disease. Start saying, I believe he's greater than the storm that I am facing. Start saying, I believe he's greater than the deception and the rebellion that's attacking my kids. Start speaking this out loud, declaring and calling those things which be not as though they are. At point number three, faith does not doubt in the heart. Yeah. It doesn't doubt in the heart. He says in verse 23, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things he says will be done and he will have whatsoever things he says. Faith is not a feeling. That's huge. It's not a feeling. That's what gets us. We talk about how we feel. I feel the pain. I feel the depression. Yeah. I feel the fever. I feel I feel the discouragement. I feel the anger. Yeah. I feel the insecurity. Fill in the blank. We feel it. But see, faith is not a feeling. You feel it because I already said you're in the kingdom, uh, uh, in the world, in the kingdom, in Satan's realm. He's the God of this world. So obviously you're going to see his kingdom constantly in your life. We're going to see it everywhere. That's why there's murders and there's heinous things that happen in this world. That's why there's sickness. That's where that's why there's disease. That's why there's unforgiveness. And that's why there's all these things. That's why there's betrayals and insecurities. And that's why people do horrible things to other people. That's why there's abuse. Because we live in Satan's realm and his kingdom, so we see it all the time. It's, we have to have faith to believe, and it's our faith and our confession of, of speaking with our mouth that brings the kingdom of heaven into the kingdom of earth, right. that brings the miracle, the supernatural, down into the natural. Look at Romans 4, 17 and 18. I'm going to read this to you. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Abraham, this is talking about Abraham, believed God according to which was spoken. Even God follows this principle of speaking. Right. He spoke and the world was formed. Yep. 
let there be light. And there was light. Yeah. Even God speaks and follows the same principles. And so Abraham believed what God said. He didn't believe according to what he could see or feel. Right. Dude was old. He, him and Sarah was old. Yes. Listen, she was way past childbearing. Uh, like menopause had like come and gone a long time ago. <laughs> Woman was old. Okay. Old. Way too old. Yes. I mean, you don't hear of a 90-year-old woman getting pregnant no. and a 100-year-old man having children. Right. Okay. This, this was like impossible. Absolutely impossible. What 90-year-old person believes that they're going to have a child? I don't know. Any. Like her womb was crusty and dried up, y'all. It was <laughs> gone. <laughs> there was no, no hope. Oh, my gosh. No absolute hope. Right. It was shriveled up. Them eggs were shriveled up. <laughs> there was no possibility of having a baby. Oh, yeah. No, it was gone. None. Right. But God said. Yep. And because God spoke, Abraham said, well, he spoke. So yep. I guess it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I believe it. God said it. It's going to happen. I know she's old. Right. I know that womb is old. I know she has she's been, you know, menopause has been passed. There's, I know that I'm old, but here we go. Yeah. Now, I want you to catch this. You know, he, he believed it because God spoke it, and he believed it so much that he put some action to his faith. Yeah. When we speak and we line up in confessing with God's word, we're actually putting action to our faith. Yeah. We're stepping out in faith, and we're, we're taking a leap of faith, and we're putting action out there. If, if he didn't believe God, you know, he wouldn't have gone and had sex with her. Yeah. He had, he had, he believed God so much that he goes in at old, at an old age and he lies with his wife. And he knew when he did so, she would conceive. Yeah. He believed it in his heart. He really believed this because God spoke it. And he didn't go based on what he felt. He didn't go based on what his physical senses told him. He just believed it because God said it. It was that simple. And he believed that God had already made him the father of many nations before she was ever pregnant. He believed it because he knew that the kingdom of heaven was greater than the kingdom of this earth. And if God said it, it's just, that's it. Faith calls those things which are not as though they are. How are you praying over your family? How are you praying Mm. over your wife? How are you speaking and praying over your children? How are you praying over yourself? Faith calls those things which be not as though they already are. So you pray prayers like, I thank you, God, that, that, that my son or my daughter is, is on fire for the Lord. I praise you, Jesus, that they, are, that they are in love with you. I thank you, God, that they aren't in rebellion. I yeah. thank you that, that, that they are walking in love. I thank you that my child or my husband or my, my mother-in-law and my father-in-law are walking in love and forgiveness. I yeah. thank you. I mean, whatever it is, you pray it. You speak it. You call those things which are not, and you pray and thank God for what you want to see, yes. not what you have. And I promise you, you'll see some powerful, powerful results if you start to do this. But you have to know that doubt is the enemy. The 10 spies that went into the, the prom well, there's 12 spies that went into the promised land. 10 came out, and the Bible says they came out with an evil report. Hmm. What was the report that they came out with? 
when they came, they were spying out the land, and ten came back and said, "Oh, we're but grasshoppers in their sight. We can't take them." Only two, Caleb and Joshua, came back saying, "Man, you ought to see the fruit. These grapes are this big. Oh my yeah. goodness, it's a great land, and we can take it. God has given it to us. Woohoo! Yeah." They came back with a, a a report of faith. He called the ten spies, the ten that came back with, "We are but grasshoppers in the sight of those giants." He called their report evil. Wow. He didn't say they came back with a report of doubt. He said it was an evil report. That changes the severity of the of the matter. <laughs> where, where does doubt come from? Right. It comes from Satan. And Satan is evil. That's true. It's, it's a hellish thoughts. I wish we could take doubt and treat doubt with the way we treat perversion. Mm-hmm. In, in the church, you know, at realm and in, in marriages and just even in, in even in our uh, in our culture, that's, that's just take God out of it. Just in the moral compass of our culture, um, perversion like child molestation yeah. and and rape and sexual perversion, mm-hmm. those things are like evil. Everyone, yeah. I don't care who you are, I don't care what you believe in, you believe that's evil. Yeah. You, it's so much so that 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 prisoners that go to go to prison for child molestation, those men are beaten, and the other prisoners that have committed murder and done all these other things think those guys are evil. Yeah, and and they they have a very rough time in prison because they they get tortured in prison by the other prisoners because even the prisoners can't like man I got yeah. a family how could you Yeah, I wish we could take and think of doubt and realize how much it is of Satan. It is such a satanic thing that it is evil and that we would treat it with the same ooh that is perverted, with that same mentality as we would think about sexual perversion. Mm -hmm. If, If we would see it for what it really is, it's that evil. It is evil because it robs us of everything in our life. It, it, listen, Jesus didn't say that you, that that he does not doubt in his head. And right. in this passage in Matthew 11, he didn't say he doesn't doubt in his head. He said, who does not doubt in his heart? You're going to have doubts come into your mind. Satan's going to put them in there. A oh, bird yeah. can fly over our head, but we don't have to let him land and build a nest in it. No. You can't control the thoughts that come into your mind. It's what you do with those thoughts when they come. Doubt thoughts will come in your mind, but you don't have to let them come down into your heart and drop into your heart. You don't dwell on them. You take captive the thought and you toss it out. Um, Abraham had a heart faith, but Thomas had a head faith. Doubting Thomas, if you know the story in the Bible, he had a head faith. Yes. He, the disciples told Thomas that they'd seen the Lord, and he said, well, unless I see the nail scars on his hands and the pierced side, I'm not going to believe. And then Jesus appears, and he walks up to Thomas in John 20 and 29, and he says, you know what, look look at me. Yeah. You know, Look at the nails. Here's the nail scars. Look here. Touch my sides. And he looks at him, and he says, because you have seen me, you have believed. Yeah. He didn't commend Thomas's head he commended Abraham's heart face. Yes. <laughs>